entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Happy Friday morning, everybody. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host for Your Palace, Your Place, and I'm so happy to be with you uh, twice a month and uh, bring you all kinds of information that I hope you find informative, uh, fun, or or just something useful that you can use in your everyday life. You know, we call the show Your Palace, Your Place because as the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut, we want to be your place, not only for entertainment on our stage, um, but for all kinds of things that make life just full and add to the quality of your life. And this radio broadcast is part of that. By the way, you can listen to it on any of the apps that you might use uh, for podcasts, such as Stitcher or SoundCloud. Um, so if if you're catching some of this information this morning and you say, wait a minute, I want to I wanna go back to that, you'll be able to do that. You can also visit our website at palacetheaterct.org to catch any of our our past broadcasts. Speaking of our schedule and broadcast, I just want you to be aware that in August, we're taking a little uh, deviation, uh, as it were, um, from our normal first and third Friday morning. We'll only have one broadcast in August, so I can uh, have some vacation time. And so we uh, will have uh, one on August 17th. But that one broadcast is going to be fun. We are actually taking the show on the road. Your palace, your place is going to be uh, taking place on August 17th at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, or as it's known, Ollie, at their open house on August 17th at Yukon Waterbury. So I invite all of our listeners to come on down and say hello that morning from 9, 10 to 10. We'll be on. And at that time, I'm going to have some interesting guests. You've heard me talk, uh, if you're a regular listener, Uh, to our program about a new series that we're bringing to the palace called Second Act. And if you've really been a longtime uh, listener to the program, you know that Second Act, the series, came out of Second Act, a segment that debuted here on Your Palace, Your Place. Well, we're bringing some of the nine people, not all of them, but some of the nine that will be um, presenters uh, over the course of the season next year for this new series. And two of the people, one is going to just dynamite. He is so full of energy. He is a Blues Hall of Fame winner. Um, he, His name is Tom the Suit Forced. And if you're a musical person who likes jazz, or he's he He's just on fire. I know that he was just or going to be doing a gig at Daryl's place, uh, Daryl meaning Daryl of Daryl Hall and John Oates' fame, and he's going on a tour of China. His presentation, and by the way, second act is about people who, in the second act of their life, have done something just different, exciting, inspirational, aspirational, educational, and want to share it with other people. Well, Tom's story is that, and I won't give away everything, but the title of his um, presentation is From the Boardroom to the Bandstand. And he, he talks about his lifelong passion for music and how it was always part of his plan to do what he's doing today, rocking and and he's you know 
close to 70. So I just love his story. And he's going to share that. And he's also going to share his music. He's bringing his band. So he's our opening presentation in September, September 17th. It's a Monday evening. And the series takes place in a very intimate setting at the Palace Theater, our Polite Club, which is just the perfect place for this kind of program where people can get to know one another. They'll hear the presentation. They'll get a bite to eat before the presentation, a little light dinner. Um, So uh, it's just, I think this is going to be a series that's going to be I think a lot of people are, are uh, the feedback I've been getting from people that are hearing about it is like, oh, I love this. How do I be a part of it? Um, I, right now, we've got all our presenters for next year, but we obviously are selling tickets. So um, go to the website, palacetheaterct.org, and learn some more about Second Act. So Tom the Suit Force is going to be with us on August 17th at the Ali Open House when we broadcast live. So is Eric Lanzieri, who uh, his family is from. He grew up in Wilkett. He's um, going to talk about a very tender, moving story of how he found his grandmother's roots. And uh, if you're at all interested in the process of you know, who, where do you come from um, and how do you go about finding out Eric's story, um, he wrote a book, actually, um, called A Story for Louise. So, um He's, he's going to also be there. And we also offer classes on the history of the palace. And we have a new one coming up in the fall. So our official palace historian, Lou Belosi, is going to be there at the live broadcast as well, talking a little bit about the five-week class that we offer. So if you love history, would like to know a little bit more about the palace, you know, again, these are things that you might want to jot down. That starts in September. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, speaking of tours, we do have a palace tour next week. So uh, it's uh, on the 25th, and you can register online or call the box office. You can also just just show up that morning. The, the, the tours are 90 minutes and led by a really wonderful crew of our palace ambassadors, and it's very, very affordable. It's only $5. And speaking of our tours, one last item. In August, August 15th, Boy, I'm really trying to remember all these dates. We have a tour, but it's a special one. It's a kid-friendly tour. And we're working with um, our friend C.J. May, who is the recycling coordinator for the city of Waterbury. But he also goes, has a kind of alter ego known as Cyril the Sorcerer. And he's going to do some magic and weave in not only the magic of entertainment, but the magic that happens when we recycle. So he's he's um, it'll be a fun tour. That's August 15th, 11 a.m. It's only an hour long, just so we, uh, it's for children five and up, accompanied by an adult caretaker or whomever. And uh, so that's going to be fun. But we would ask that you register ahead for that. If you're interested in any of these things, go to our website, palacetheaterct.org, or call us at 203-346-2000. And just quick shout out to our friends that have shows going over the next couple of weeks. Um, one who will be in studio uh, uh, a little later this morning, Lucia Dressel, the director of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest at Phoenix Stage, along 
along with Ian Diedrich, who plays Randall P. McMurphy. So that's coming up later in the broadcast. Also, you know, our friends over at Seven Angels, they are having wild success as well with Susical the musical. And, you know, I love the fact that our friend Jimmy Donahue, such a young man, 27 years old, has done so much acting, directing, and, um, and I'm hearing great things about that show as well. So if you're looking for things to do this weekend that involve theater, you've got a lot a lot of good things to and and over at Landmark we have Annie. So you've got a lot lot to pick from. Summer is always a great time for theater in uh, Connecticut. And now I can finally take a breath and um, take a moment to introduce um, a woman that I met recently, Debbie Kazis. Kazis? Kazis. Kazis, okay, from the Western Connecticut Area Agency on Aging, or as it's known, WCAAA, right? We're one of the triple A's. <laughs> you're one it's of the I love that. See, Debbie, you're already <laughs> making witty <laughs> remarks. There ain't nothing to worry about. Debbie is here with us today. This is kind of her maiden voyage on, on radio, and I assured her we were going to have a blast, and this was just going to be like having coffee together. Absolutely. So, so Debbie is here to talk a little bit about a special uh, program that the Palace Theater is hosting um, that she um, coordinates as an is in charge of for the um, WCAAA. But before we get into the specifics of that, Debbie, just briefly, what is WCAAA? What, what do they do? So uh, our Agency on Aging is, as you said, an organization that um, takes care of the social service needs um, and some other uh, various needs of our seniors. Um, We have a whole lot of uh, different departments and programs. um, programs. Um, The Choices program may be one that people are very familiar with. Um, It has to do with Medicare. Uh, Yes, yes. Very complex uh, topic. It is complicated, That's, and the the folks in our choices uh, program definitely do simplify that for folks. Um, but what I work in, as you said, is the uh, the Live Well program. And I just love. First of all, I want to stop right there and say I love that title. And and so seniors today, what what do you say a senior is for your purposes at WCAA? What's a senior? What age? Um, is there an age, or is it? I think that it's kind of a soft uh, definition. Okay. Um, so it's got a little fluidity to it. Yeah. For right. uh, To be honest, for the purposes of our agency, um, there may be a number. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, My okay. program okay. actually right. doesn't have a Okay. Well, that's age good to know. That's mm-hmm. good to know. And, I, and, you know, it's interesting because... Um, <laughs> I'm going to share something funny. I think when I turned 50, and I won't tell you how long ago that was, but when I did, and months before that, I was getting things from AARP. I was highly insulted. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) wait one minute now. (laughs) I don't define myself this way. And I think today, a lot of us, really, it it is fluid. And um, based on what what your needs are, uh, whether they be socioeconomic or uh, uh, medical, you know, it's we kind of, you know, or some people just like the perks, like getting the, the, the discount at 
I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts for, you know, seniors. So so anyway, I'm I'm making light only because, to your point, there is, uh, even with our second act program, we loosely said, well, people over the age of, let's say, 50. But if you're a little under or, you know, that's. And we've all heard that 60 is the new 50. Uh, Well, new 50, 50, honey, I think it's the new 40. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so let's get serious now and um, talk about your program, the Live Well program, because isn't that what we all want to do? And and your work helps us to do that. Specifically, what we're talking about today is the area of diabetes education. It is. Um, And that's one of the workshops that we're going to be hosting at the Palace. So tell us a a little bit about, you know, why why is diabetes education necessary and important? Sure. And it is really so important, Sherry. Um, unlike other conditions like high blood pressure or cholesterol or um, a lot of a lot of conditions that some of us struggle with mm-hmm. um, where medication may be enough to control the condition, um, diabetes is really a lot more complicated. Um, there's a lot of factors that affect diabetes. Um, okay, and what are they? Just, just Those could be um, some of the foods that you eat, um, whether or not you're getting physical activity in, um, monitoring your blood sugar, um, and often medication factors into well, it. Well, you know, Debbie, I think we live in a society today where um, we think we go to a doctor, they say they diagnose us with X and we go, Okay, just give me the medic. Just give me the prescription, the pill, the whatever. Sure, yeah. We think that's in. We, you know, that's the end of it. But it is in, and with m- many things. But as you're saying, particularly with diabetes. Um, so, how does you're offering classes actually? Yes, we are offering um, the Live Well program. Is a free six week workshop. Uh, folks attend once Let's a week. Let's stop there. Free, listeners. Free. It is absolutely free, and um, I'll, I, I hope to tell you why it's free. Oh, yeah, we I absolutely will talk about absolutely that. Absolutely promote the foundation that's supporting us Absolutely. Um, I want to go back for one second, though, because um, you're doing these, you're doing quite a few of these in Waterbury over the course of this year. Because... Of the incidents in Waterbury of diabetes? Absolutely. Um, It was realized that the rate of diabetes in Waterbury is much higher than in surrounding towns, um, even cities of equal size, um, especially in the black and Latino communities, um, honestly. So it kind of hovers around 15%, which is a really high number. Uh, It's a very high incidence of diabetes. And that would be compared with about about 9% with the rest of, of Connecticut. Um, Hmm. so what do you attribute that to? Um, so some of the factors anyway, there's some socioeconomic factors Mm -hmm. there. Um, there's some access, um, to healthcare. There's, um, 
sort of uh, access to physical activity, the time to be able to do that, mm -hmm. the affordability of sure. foods yeah. that are, um, are that are going to help you. You know, and, and it's funny you're saying that because many, 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 many years ago, um, I um, just self put myself into uh, what I would have called a, um, a healthy eating regimen. Mm -hmm. And what I kept asking is, this makes no sense to eat better it costs more money costs so much yeah and 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 that seems so like um you know just ridiculous uh, that you know if we want everybody to be well live well then we need to make foods that help us do that be uh, accessible to everybody sure so i'm just threw that in because I nev never made sense no, to me. It, it was, is uh, real important. Counterintuitive to trying to have a healthy community or a healthy society. Mm -hmm. um, so. And I don't want to go off track too much, but just to give a plug to the Greater Waterbury Interfaith um, Ministries, sure. they provide um, hot lunches five days a week, um, healthy lunches nice. to yes, folks just to, that to just address that. Wander sure. in absolutely. because and and I can hear what you're saying. I think in between the lines, Debbie, if. You know, you you know your family's budget. You're trying to stretch dollars. You're mm -hmm. going to go for those foods that are cheapest and are filling. And we know that some of those foods are not the most healthy for us. I'm thinking, you know, pastas and rices. Although in moderation, those things are okay. But sure. if you're trying to stretch dollars, those are the cheaper items. You know, Absolutely. you see those big fifty-pound bags of rice. Yeah, uh, or you a know. lot of the the the. Foods that are filled with sugar. Too. Sure, um, sure. Fast foods lots and of sugar, you know lots of fat, lots yeah, of salt. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's let's reel it in so we do stay on ta task here. Um, you're going to be offering uh, one of these six, five week, five week. It's six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Um, yeah. Workshops so at the palace. We are. We were very excited that when we uh, we put out an ad looking for organizations that would host us. Um, because we have lots of enthusiastic facilitators and leaders. We've had some uh, leader trainings recently, and we have this huge push to get as many Live Well workshops going. Um, and so the problem was, you know, who, where are they going to be? So sure? I've been working with uh, the faith communities quite a bit, mm -hmm. and we have um, a number of churches and um, congregations that are that are supporting us and offering us their space. Um, but we were very excited when the palace responded and said that they would like to hold a, well, a workshop. Well, you know, and, and, and it's no secret. I mean, I saw the ad and I said, this is interesting to me. And I think as part of this community, if we, you know, we have spaces that um, might not be utilized during the day, for instance, um, uh, or even in the evening for that matter. And, and how can we... Uh, better use the spaces we have and mm -hmm. be a partner in the community for something that's positive. So, you know, I, I discussed it with Frank Tavera, our CEO. He said, yeah, absolutely. And so I reached out to you and or Debbie Horowitz, actually. And uh, and we met and it was uh, it, and it, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so what can people expect? So. It is six weeks long. Um, people are encouraged to absolutely come for all six weeks. Um, each week we meet for two and a half hours. 
This is a program um, I should give a plug for Stanford University. So we're very proud that this program came out of Stanford. Um, I think it's been almost 30 years. Um, It's an evidence-based program, which just basically means that it's been tested and shown to absolutely work. So that's kind of the gold standard of, you know, health education programs is that they're evidence-based. Workshops are super interactive, so people are um, working with the person next to them. They're shouting out brainstorm answers. We're having them do um, problem-solving activities. Um, Every week we're setting um, uh, action plans, which um, are sort of practicing to make small manageable changes mm-hmm. um, not necessarily even to health but just to some some uh, action plan that you want to do for that week sure um, I mean and, and those things can be as simple as I I don't have time to get over to X grocery store maybe where they have I don't know cheaper and more uh, uh, variety of what I'm looking for to, to eat healthier yeah and so the action step might be carve out you know Make it a part of your schedule that week. It could I will be. go X, and this is, you know, it's almost like making a date with yourself. I know I've done that in the last year and a half with, with um, um, exercising, moving, and mm-hmm. and doing things. And when I don't do it, I I I I totally miss it. Yeah, totally miss it. And that was a commitment I made to myself. Well, this is definitely a gift that people can give to themselves doing the workshop. And the action plans are really anything that they want to do. Um, Debbie, we're we're, um, getting, um, I want to talk about your your funder, which is the Connecticut Community Foundation. Absolutely. and, And talk about the details of how people get involved. So let's talk first about the Connecticut Community Foundation. Well, we received um, a grant from the Connecticut Community Foundation at the start of the year. Um, They were very concerned about the rates of diabetes and Waterbury specifically. So this grant has allowed us to work specifically in Waterbury. um, And it's allowed us to fund... um, wonderful books that accompany the program that usually are on loan during the program but because of this grant we are able to gift these books to the folks in the workshop Um, folks that come to at least four out of the six workshops uh, also take away on the last day a $25 uh, grocery store gift card nice Nice. To get them um, yeah. kicked off and sure. they're, they're healthy, the new things that they've learned about healthy eating. Um, it's also allowed us to provide stipends to host organizations. And, um, of course, it allowed the Agency on Aging to hire me as a part-time employee for okay. this year. Okay. So oh, to all promote right. and okay. facilitate um to, uh, the great, workshops. Great. So I know the Connecticut Community Foundation is so plugged into the needs of the the whole area that they serve, which is not just Waterbury or Greater Waterbury; they're in Litchfield County as well. But they they see where the where the holes are. Um, mm-hmm. They are also the funder. Uh, the seed they provide the seed money uh, to get our Second Act program off the ground. Oh, so wonderful. and I know they're very tuned into you know well being and quality of life at all. ranges of the age spectrum Um, so we appreciate them as well Debbie okay 
how many people can be in the class at the palace that starts September? It's going to start September 4th, 4th. and it's going to run till October 9th. And it will go from 10.30 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. And we definitely take a, a little break. Um, so we uh, must really start with eight people. Eight people is kind of the minimum. Okay. Um, and 16 okay. about our max. Okay. All right. If you're interested in um, the flyer, I think we want to update that because we should be registering with us or yeah. with you. I think we set it up um, to have folks call you. Um, so we probably want to have them call the Palace Theater box office at 203-346-2000 um, so we can um, take registrations. If you're listening and you're interested, um, certainly give us a call and we can sign you up for that. And. Um, uh, where else can they register? Just directly um, at the palace, or? Well, they can also call us. They can call us at 203-757-5449. Okay. And either use extension, um, well, use extension 17, I'm sorry, 125, and that would be Deb Horowitz. Oh, okay. And they could sign great, up with great. her as well. How many people can you take in a class? Um, we can take up to 16, and then it gets to be a little a little un less manageable. So 16 people. Okay. All right. So those who are listening, and if you're interested, this is a daytime class, 1030 to 1 p.m. It's two and a half hours. Um, you're encouraged, I believe, to bring your own lunch, correct? Um, yeah, because of the time we're right. going to be running through the lunch right. hour. Absolutely. Right. You can bring so, a sack lunch. Yep. And, um, you know, if you're struggling with, you know, diabetes, if you've been diagnosed uh, or newly, or even if you, you know, have been diagnosed for a while and you're struggling, you know, you're not, you don't have it under control completely with medication and could want to learn some new information. Could I just throw in too yeah. that some of the things that they would be learning um, is some uh, some things about healthy eating, about physical activity, about caring for their feet, um, and that this would be open to anybody who's had a diagnosis of diabetes or pre-diabetes. Okay. Um, and their caregivers or partners are also welcome. Oh, that's nice. That's important. That's very important, especially um, someone who, you know, maybe elderly and not able to take in all the information on their own. So I think that's that's nice that it's open to the caregivers as well. Absolutely. Well, Debbie, you have done a fabulous job this morning of sharing information on something that's very important, how to live well with your diabetes. And we're talking about a free class that will be offered beginning September 4th at the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury. And if you're interested in learning more about it or registering, please give us a call at 203-346-2000 and, um, or um, to the Western uh Connecticut Area Agency on Aging. Mm -hmm. And you can find that, I'm sure, uh, you have a website. So I'm sure there's a uh, uh, way to get information that way as yeah, well. Yeah, and I can give you one other website, uh, cthealthyliving.org, all one word, well, besides the .org, um, is the uh, Live Well website for the entire state of Connecticut. So if you are listening outside of the Waterbury area, um, you can plug in your zip code and it will tell you what programs, uh, what type of Live Well 
uh, workshops are starting near you. All right. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for being a guest this morning. I'm so excited that we have the opportunity to partner with you to offer this at the Palace Theater. And I um, I am uh, very uh, hopeful that people will be uh, excited to come in our beautiful environment and learn some good information. We are going to take a quick break and then we are going to be back with um, one of my favorite people that in the Waterbury, Greater Waterbury, uh, Connecticut theater scene, uh, Lucia Dressel, and she's going to be joined by Ian Diedrich. So stay tuned. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. And we are back with Your Palace, Your Place. I'm your host, Sherry Marcucci. And this is a program brought to you by the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. And if you've never been to the Palace Theater, I would invite you to do yourself the the favor to check it out. And even if you want to just see the beautiful architecture and, and the magnificent space that it is, you can always do that by taking one of our tours. We have one coming up next week uh, on the 25th. So, um Go to our website, palacetheaterct.org, and see the myriad wonderful activities, events, and, of course, entertainment that is coming up this season uh, and what we have to offer you. Now, I promised you two people, and I am very excited um, to have to have these guests. Um, first of all, I have Lucia Dressel, who has been a guest with us before. I have indeed. And Lucia, um, I had the privilege of seeing her production that she directed of Diary of Anne Frank that was at Landmark mm-hmm. um, last season, and um, was just so it was so so beautifully rendered and. Um, it was just a wonderful production, and I realized then that um, she's a. I, I knew of Lucia, but I didn't really know her. I hadn't met her really, um, and, and now I'm becoming more aware of the work she does, and uh, all over the place, actually, at many theaters <laughs> in Connecticut. And now she's at the helm of a production that I'm going to just be honest and say close to my heart. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I um, I had played the role of Nurse Ratchet oh, many yes. many many years. Yes. Ago. So Lucia is directing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest at Phoenix Stage, which mm-hmm. um, debuted last weekend yes. and now has two more weekends in its engagement. And Lucia, I, and because I know the show, um, this is not an easy, this <laughs> is not an easy piece to produce. Uh, it's, it's quite... Um, thought-provoking and I'll let you explain that a little bit oh my goodness well you know being an English teacher (laughs) for many years it was also very close to my heart Um, and of course who doesn't love the iconic movie in the 70s with Jack Nicholson Um, but I have to say the play is much closer to the book so if anyone's looking for some of you know some of the scenes that might be in the movie they they may be missing it but um, it is uh, psychological it's physical Mm -hmm. it's funny Um, the thing that made it so much easier than I ever anticipated was my incredible cast Uh 
and uh, you know we Ian will speak to it but we took a lot of time to explore characters before mm-hmm. we even looked at the script or got on stage um, we we came up with some things uh, you know a number of things as a group we talked about comfort levels we talked about uh, intentions and why characters were doing things they were doing and it, it's just you know every script is a piece of literature sure. so to have a, an actual piece of literature it's the same as Anne Frank or Mockingbird or Romeo and Juliet and you know all these great pieces of literature that I've been able to direct recently is that the characters are so rich and yeah. so well known and, and you get why they're doing what they're doing yeah and that is for those who do theater and Ian, Ian Diedrich is to my right here this morning in the studio and Ian you play the really uh, 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 the cathartic, cathartic, I don't know is the right word, but you play the kind of Kickstarter to the whole thing. You play Randall P. McMurphy in the production. I do, yes. And that is um, a role that, as Lucia just said, Jack Nicholson made it's everybody. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, iconic. I mean, so we kind of uh, have a picture of him. But as an actor, you were telling me before we went on the air why you wanted to do this, uh, you know, and explore this character. Um, talk um, a little bit about about McMurphy and you know the dynamics. Um, yeah, so one of the interesting things about uh, auditioning or even just taking on this role is uh, you can't be Jack Nicholson. Obviously, <laughs> nobody's going to be Jack Nicholson. Right. You know, at this point, Jack Nicholson can't be that Jack Nicholson anymore. <laughs> Um, That's very good. So it's it's funny because uh, people are going to come in, they're going to look for that particular role, yeah. and you have to really do your best not to do that. You yeah, know, you, sure. you're, you're never going to be him. So play why the character, bother? Yeah, not you have the to role. Play the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and it is it is different from the movie. Uh, the show is a little bit more. Um, Surreal. It, it comes from the the chief's perspective instead of being uh, from McMurphy's perspective. And the too. chief is Chief Bromden for chief Brom- those who yes, may yes. not know the, the um, storyline. And so when uh, signing on to uh, or even just signing up for auditions, you know, I had to make that choice from the beginning to really um, make it my own. Yeah, and sure. try to figure out where he's from, you know, because there's not there's not, there's there's backstory behind him, yeah. and there is, uh, you know, reading the novel, there's you know there's there's stuff about him that you can you can use and play with, and that's what we did as well. We were like, hey, you know, even just during the rehearsal process, because I was reading it during the rehearsal process as well. Um, and I was like, oh well, he said he was a like he was a barker for the carnival or for you know he was kind of maybe it was like uh, you know a, a roadie or whatever else you know a carny and things like that. Uh, so I was taking all these little, little interesting backstories and trying to um, put that together to form a character. You know, and that and I was getting to that before with Lucia when we were I was trying to get make that point that that's. Um, the fun of acting really yes. is to kind of find who that person is and bring layers of richness to your portrayal of that role. Well, if you, if you, and, and you know, we, I've had these conversations specifically with Anne Frank and with Atticus Finch and with. R.P. McMurphy, if you try to play what you've seen before, it will always fall short, as Ian said. So you play the character, and if you're true to the character, people will buy into it. Yeah, that's... that's and that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and, and Lucia, you and Ian, but I know Lucia 
because um, I've seen your postings on Facebook and things. <laughs> you have been a busy lady this year. And yeah. you're finally, and once this show, you're going to take a breath a little I, bit? I hope to. Yeah, because you've been directing. It's like, been my literature tour. <laughs> I couldn't decline anything I was asked to do. And I'm very grateful for all the opportunities and incredible blessings. Um, but I do need to just take care yeah. of me and work of and my family. Yeah, Of course, of course. But those who do theater, um, and Ian, you're, you come from a family, well, so do you, Lucia, I guess. Your whole family is pretty involved. But um, Ian has, you know, the same dynamic. And it becomes a part of your your DNA, who you are. And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, when we're not, I mean, I work, I work at a school and I, I teach technical theater uh, at Westover <laughs> School. And... Um, it's it's always a part of me. Like Emily, my wife, is is doing a show with you now. Yes, yes, she is. Um, yep. <laughs> and we just uh, it's hard for us to just say no. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's 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 you know people have uh, I, it's more than a hobby. So I don't want to use it. Um, but it's a passion. Absolutely. And, and you want a chance to express that um, side of yourself. So you know. You know, I, I, a lot of people ask. You know, why aren't you doing this professionally? Or, you know, are you a professional actor? Or, you know, why aren't you know? And I just say I am. You know, I do do I I do yeah. this all the time. I, I do this for the love of it. Now, I can support myself, you know, with whatever job I'm, mm -hmm. I'm able to do, but. I also support my soul and yes. my, my love and my acting, you that's, know, drive. That's the, I think that's the essence of it. You know, not everybody's going to be, you know, there's a lot of professional actors that aren't very good. You know what I mean? Sure. But they're able yeah. to make it because they have a niche or they have this. Yeah. Um, but still, it's it's just what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people like to look down at community theater a lot of times, but... Honestly, that's that's where the passion lies. We absolutely. do it because we absolutely love it. Right. And right. we're not doing it to to you know make a bundle of money. And you know, even those people, those people who make a bundle of money, you know, the Robert Downey Juniors of the world, you know sure. what I mean? Do you think he'd rather you think he loves playing Iron Man or if he's a really good actor, he right. well, he wants to get he wants to get his his I'm his sure, I'm sure. But then there becomes that whole hierarchy of people exactly. that get supported by what the money yeah. he brings in and that yeah. becomes its own craziness. But um so, Lucia, talk, let's talk about this production. You have an incredible nurse ratchet that we should be <laughs> Dude, talking Colleen about. Colleen Renzullo. Yeah. She's fantastic. She's, she's wonderful. And, you know, we uh, as as we talk about the men a lot because they're on stage all the time. But, boy, Nurse Ratchet is the, is the linchpin. She... She runs the place, and and uh, and and I. It, interestingly enough, I said to the gentleman, I said, "You have to look at her like she's." Well, I don't know if I can say what I said, but <laughs> <clears throat> like she's mother yeah. and girlfriend, and mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and at the same time, and sister, and so she has to have this way of presenting herself that's that's uh, uh, motherly and horrible at the same time yeah, you know yeah, and in the yeah. book she's described Chief Bromden who has had 200 um, 200 shock treatments you know and is into himself and sees things in a delusional way sees her as having tentacles and when he turns around he sees the tentacles mm -hmm. come out and mm -hmm. she grabs them and, and we've we've used that imagery yeah. you know stand there and smile but your tentacles are, yes, are wrapping yeah, around them sure and, like a Medusa yeah, yeah. and mm. Colleen has worked very hard you know as as they all have to to find their characters the the gentlemen who spend uh most of their time on stage reacting um, all have their own ticks and their own quirks and they're so embedded in their characters they're beautiful and 
every person who's seen the show has come to me and said, I loved having so much to watch, you know, and, and uh, my husband who saw it for the second time said, I wasn't watching the people who were talking this time. I was watching everybody else and what yeah, they, I was watching yeah, Martini yeah. play checkers with himself, you know, <laughs> and I was watching <laughs> I somebody that. else run in and out of the bathroom and wonder what he's doing and you know, that, and just, just stuff that goes on. Well, you know, I, and I think, um, that is one of the more difficult things to find the way to embody a character on stage without dialogue, without upstaging mm. the activity mm-hmm. that's pivotal to moving the story forward. Right. So that's a really that's a very um, finely honed skill. The actor who can do that. Yep. Um, that's. And absolutely every one of our actors. I mean, this is probably one of the most talented casts I've ever worked with. And, you know, I think I was saying this to Lucia earlier, but I was like, you know, it's easy to find your leads, but it's hard to find an ensemble that is this good because, you know, everybody wants the lead, everybody wants whatever else. And, like, to actually have this cast and everybody just sign on. I I remember when I auditioned, I was like, I'll take anybody because if we have that good of a cast, then we can have that good of a production. And that makes the production that much more special you know it gives, yeah. it gives that, that just some gives so much more gravity mm. to the cast so like when you're watching the show and when everybody just kind of buys in they're able to, you can see those little ticks you yes. can see those little yeah. things that everybody's yeah. doing and those it, that requires like you said really good acting skills in order to be able to pull that off yeah. and we're so fortunate to be able to have that and you don't even you as the audience may not it's not like you're seeing all those things individually right. just but it's you. part of the whole Experience. that makes it you you become you 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 buy into the illusion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what you're seeing and um right. you know it's believable yep and as ian uh has said before, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm. No, this show, and it's not for children. No, no. it's not. I'm glad you brought that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful piece, yeah. uh, but it's a harsh piece. It's yeah. it's a bit well, of a tragedy, you know. What do you take away from it that might be positive? You know, what what do you think in the author? You know, in in you know, the playwright. You know, what is it? What's the message they of light that you might be able to take away? It's interesting because um, as someone who's taught the book, I'm finding that I'm seeing different things because these folks are bringing it to life. Mm. And when you read it, you can surmise things. But sure. when you see people step into the shoes and perform it, it's different. Um, I think that, that Kesey was probably making a statement on psychiatric hospitals at the time mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know he wrote the book in the 60s although the movies played out in the 70s we know that in the 50s and 60s there were there were uh, not very strict laws right. we saw it with the Kennedy right. family you know you could do whatever you wanted with someone yes. who was impaired in any way sure. um, whether it be deaf or a stutterer or promiscuous or or anything mm-hmm. you could uh, you them could away. have them sterilized yep. have them have a lobotomy yep. it was President Kennedy who started to bring some some more stringent rules into and laws into effect so i think he was making that statement but um i'd say resiliency of, of spirit and friendship are what i see come out of it mm. yeah yeah wow it is powerful i know that um uh when i and i don't mean to keep referring to this but when i played the role in nurse ratchet it was um an interesting experience at the end of the show because people did not like me mm-hmm <laughs> Well, really? Yeah. <laughs> so surprising. Yeah. No, but but for an act, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. They were that means not you clapping. Well. I know. <laughs> I mean, they were like, we, we, you're not nice. Yeah. You're not nice. So it's an interesting experience. And I, I, I would imagine Colleen's having a little bit of that same yeah. uh, experience. So how can we get tickets? Because the show, and by the way, I want to say something that you did very nice. And Ed Bassett and um, the... Um, uh, administrators. Yeah. Oh, the Phoenix. Wednesday night show. They yeah. they brought. I loved hearing about this, yeah. and and that was it. You know, their theater friends who would all seem to be doing shows around mm-hmm. the same yes, time. So right many now. great shows right now. There are great shows, and people you know want to see each other's work. So you had a. You called we had your an cast? open, yeah. We had a. We, there were so many shows. I'll, I'll shout them out: Color Purple and Susical and Annie and Sweeney Todd and I know I'm forgetting others, and I apologize. Um, so they're all happening. I'll let you on, just say on that. The same so that weekend. Way I, I, if I don't talk, it's not <laughs> my fault. If we forgot, no. uh, they're all happening on the same weekend. So yeah. we uh, we were starting to get uh, requests from friends of ours. Can we come to the dress rehearsal? We had a closed dress rehearsal, but then. Um, Ed said, well, how about if we have a Wednesday show? And sure enough, we, we had quite a lovely yeah. audience. Very friendly. I just like yeah. doing it again. Like, I, I don't want this to end. Like, of course it's not. So, it's so hard. The show is unbelievably hard yeah. like, and tiring. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. The amount of energy you have yeah. to dive into oh, this. Yeah. But it is, uh, I was just happy to, to do another oh, run of Of course. Of it. I mean, you put so it. much work and you you become, you know, this bonded entity. Um, even when the characters are mm-hmm. have an en- enmity within them but you work together to create something and you don't want it to mm-hmm. end and um, so and and if you have never been to Phoenix stage it's the old clockwork rep space mm-hmm. um, that's in Oakville and it's such a great intimate 145 seat something like yeah. that it's three quarter thrust yeah pretty much in the round or three three quarter so, yeah three quarter, quarter thrust yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great space for a show like this so mm-hmm. how do we get tickets um <laughs> <laughs> we call? Maybe John could look that up for me. I know okay. there's a it's, website. Uh, brown, brown Paper Tickets, I believe. Right. Phoenix Stage Company. Fe- but yeah, I'm just Google site. Phoenix Stage Phoenix Company. And yeah, yeah, Brown Paper Tickets. If you go, if you go to uh, the, the Phoenix Stage Company's right. website, it'll, yeah. it'll give you a link. Right. And you're welcome to call them, too. And there are discounts for veterans, seniors, and teachers. Oh, nice. Yes. That's really nice. It's a very welcoming um, uh, company. Oh, yeah. Really they have is. free popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a very so, welcoming space. Yeah. So if you um, are listening to this, say, yeah, I want to I want to treat myself. I want to I want to see this production. You won't be disappointed. I know that I'm seeing it tonight. I can't Yay! wait. So it's tonight um, and Saturday and Sunday. And then next Friday and Saturday. It's important to know that on the last Sunday, there is not a show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, and we're talking about one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and, and the time has flown by, actually. Um, so, I, I appreciate so much you coming in today. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're, my pleasure. Lucia Dressel and Ian Diedrich, um, part of the cast, Randall P. McMurphy, and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And I just want to invite you, as I do always when we close out the show, please do something that involves the arts with someone you love love this weekend. I mean, it's such a joy. We have a rich environment in um, Connecticut in particular um, where you can go to a museum, you can go to an outdoor music festival, you can see theater. There, there's just so much. And, and art lifts us all up. And um, it, it's, it's something that 
definitely brings a, a whole other dimension to our lives. So I encourage you to do that. I want you to stay tuned for your local news that's coming up next and then talk of the town with Steve Knox. And, and remember, our next broadcast is our live remote on August 17th at um, the Ollie Open House at Yukon Waterbury. That's it for this time. And I hope you enjoyed the show and you'll listen and tune in again. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace.